When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Anything to shake this, but I'm in my football team's got me drinking. Back at it again with another shade of blue. This episode is brought to you by the Left Back Temp Agency. Are you looking for seasonal work, even month to month? Positions are open as long as you like. Seth Sinovic is ready to replace you. Left Back Temp Agency. Don't find yourself out of position. Please go subscribe, rate, and review... <laughs> Wherever you get your podcasts, the Blue Testament, we would very much appreciate it. My name is Cody Bradley. I dropped my phone, and Thad Bell, fine. Robert Russert, and David Greenwald are all laughing at me. Hold on, I'm going to get Ben down to pick it up. You're starting this pod like you're a defender on sporting. Oh. Fumbling at the oh, beginning. I, I'd just like to point out, he, the ad read was one take. Killed it. But this is the third time we've been back at it Come again. Come on. <laughs> Dang it. We're back, back at it again. I don't mess up ad reads. I nail those. Yeah. Well done, Cody. You'd be a professional. Zero zero draw. Sporting KC's on the board. One point in Colorado. No Woo. goals yet on the season. I am frustrated. I have things that I can say. I feel like people are used to us um, being too nice about the team. I'm very frustrated. Probably for different reasons and people are yelling on Reddit and Twitter and, and the like. But that why don't you start us? You're, you're normally the most level-headed. Things aren't going well right now. How are you feeling? Perturbed. <laughs> wow. He was ready for that one. 
I, I, I was like, I knew where you were going to go with it, man. So I just had a word. I was going to say annoyed, uh, irritated, but no, I liked perturbed. Perturbed. For Robert, who I'm not sure knows what that means, can you <laughs> explain explain that to our listeners? More or less Excuse annoyed me? and irritated. <laughs> I know what it means. I just figured Robert maybe didn't know. I just wanted annoyed. to help Robert. I taught English for 25 years. <laughs> I think I know what perturbed means. Wow. Uh, Why are you perturbed, Thad? Judging from some of the teachers I've met, I'm not counting on that, Robert. (laughs) I have faith in you, though. Um, Perturbed, because boarding should have played better over... They've started poorly. They need to shoot on goal, not at that guy standing like a tree in the middle. Oh, my gosh. A tree Uh, had a shutout. uh, He made a couple good saves, especially later in the game. But so, like... How many shots now is Sporting put directly at the keeper? Uh, and it not even, I mean, they're well-placed. They got in the right spot, but they didn't, didn't make a move other than put their hands to the size of a ball and catch. Double figures, 11 last night. Yep. Yeah. You had 11 saves? 11 shots on target. Oh. Okay. Do you, did he get a save for the one that Shallowy shot outside? Like he, he saved it and went out for a corner kick, but it was just going to be a goal kick anyway? Yes. Does he get a save for that? Yes. God, yes. the way the way soccer keep, treats keepers, I will never understand it. They're they're special. Yes, they are. <laughs> Clearly. All right. So, how are you feeling, Cody? Are you perturbed as well? Yes, I I am. Well, so how about you said that about they should have played better? I'm not sure that this lineup with the available players should be playing all that much better. There, there were just there were times in that game where it felt like Eric Tommy was the only player we had on the field that could do anything, that looked capable of doing anything. It felt like nobody wanted the ball. It was like it, they were just playing around with it until Tommy got it because he was the only one that wanted to do something. I think uh, Remy played well in both games, not yeah. spectacular. I think the first game he played actually pretty well most of the game. Yeah, uh, Tommy, like you said... Um, I mean, Zussi has been good and bad. Espinosa's been I could good and bad. You, I could tell you what is wrong. Shallowy's been invisible, yes. most part. Agata has not been, I mean, other than a couple moments, which is, for striker, sometimes you really only need one moment in a game, and but that's when you score. Uh, but he just, every seems like every ball went to him, exaggeration, but it seems like a lot of balls went to him has been uh, flubbed, mishandled, uh, not received well, not... Uh, just nothing happened from them. Yeah, uh, you're, you're talking about Agata, correct? Right. Yeah, I, I was really frustrated by him last night. The and his passing as well. It's yeah, he. I, and I do see a lot of people saying that it's they have to get him involved more. But I, I agree. There were he, he had moments where the first touch let him down. Uh, he had a couple passes that just absolutely blew my mind. One he missed Daniel on a on a what should have been an open breakaway. And it just looked like it was the first pass he had ever played before. And, yeah, I, and it just seemed like everyone on the field, even Tommy at times, was just, I don't know, it was just the team just didn't have it. They didn't ever, it didn't feel like the sporting I, that I normally love. And I know there's been a lot of years in the past where we're, uh, team would create 30 shots and score one goal and, you know, we could complain about their shooting, but... Quite honestly, a lot of those were, you know, like high, wide, and stuff yeah. like that. They they got a decent amount of shots, put most of them right at the keeper, and only made him 
you know, really try on a couple of them. You're, and that's and that's what I mean. We we did that pod last week where it's like, oh, they dominated the game. They should have won. They had the chances, blah, blah, blah. And we always talk about that, though, that, you know, we're optimists and we hang our hat on those things. But that's what I mean. This game was different from that. They, they just, it never felt like um, that they were going to threaten. And also, it's, it felt like a good team would have just absolutely punished them. And they, and they could have lost four to nothing to a good team last night. It's, it, sporting normally, it, even like against Colorado, has a better possession. They, they had a 40% possession. They were outpassed by Colorado. Um, just not what we expect from this team. I mean, they're not going to outpossess every team, especially on the road, but it's Colorado. And despite outshooting them, the expected goals was – 1.7 for Colorado, 0.7 for Sporting. And Oof. the 1.7 for Colorado doesn't even count the one that was offside. Well, what's crazy about that is, okay, 11 shots on target. Um, shots overall was, what, 17? Yep. And our expected goals is that low. So what does that tell you? It tells you that we're not getting in good positions for those shots. Um, you know, we're not doing a great job of getting in zone 17 and getting good opportunities in there. If you look at the shot breakdown... Colorado was in zone 17 inside the box much more often than we were as far as getting shots off in there. And the ones we had in there, again, were, were not easy ones. And, of course, we hit them right at the keeper. So, David. Normally, getting a point on the road is not a bad thing. But it's two weeks in a row where they seemed like they were winnable games, where the team has played sloppily and kind of lethargic. Especially lethargic. at the beginning. They were lethargic. That's what I didn't like. And... I thought they grew into the game a little bit into the second half, like from the 45 to about 70 minute mark. We actually looked, I think, better, um, more dangerous. But a lot of this is that our buildup is extremely slow and relies very heavily on Eric Tommy to just kind of dribble around and create magic. Mm -hmm. What made Willie Agata so dangerous last year was not that he's some sort of wizard with the ball at his feet but that he makes clever runs. And so Tommy could get the ball to shallowy out wide who could put a dangerous cross in the box and Willie could split defenders and find that space. And just tap it in. And he's been playing with his back to goal a lot. We're not getting him service. So I don't know that he should be playing back to goal as much as he is, but he's not getting service. He's, you remember Dwyer Island? We've got Agata Island. He's, he's just kind of up there by himself. Um, and then when he does come back and get the ball, his hold-up play or the, the next pass he would make wasn't working. Right. Well, I actually think that was better last night than it was against Portland. But, I mean, what you're saying, David, is is other teams are not allowing Willie the space he used to have last year. You know, they've wised up a little bit, and they're making him play a little more that way and making sporting play a little more that way. I would just I like think- to say I mentioned that exact point last season about Agata whenever he was – everyone's hero and savior and I took some heat for that but I just said I wasn't sold on him yet and when the league adjusts things could be different and I'm very nervous that's what we're that's what we're seeing right now see I think it's more self inf- self-inflicted errors than other teams forcing it to play that way because for for a decade other teams have forced us to funnel the ball out wide and we've talked ad nauseum about you know the endless crosses to nowhere um because you, you know, teams are less dangerous out wide than they are in zone 12 or zone 17. You want to keep them out of the box and you want to keep them out of the top of the box. But I think this is a, a 
you know, uh, we don't have Johnny, so we haven't had the most dangerous right wing. Shallowy's been largely invisible. I think part of the problem for Shallowy is that he's also not getting service. That other than Eric Tommy, Remy's played well, but has not been as aggressive, has not been able to shuttle the ball forward. He's not been able to make dangerous line-breaking passes. Roger has largely been a passenger for two games. Um, and our defense has been bad. And so much of what we've been able to do for the last few years is that Fontis is a dangerous passer. Zussi being able to hit those long diagonal switches to help, you know, open things up. And we're just not seeing that. Back to Agata. I do think it is more self-inflicted. Some of it, at least, is self-inflicted. And I think at moments, like, I, I was kind of watching him almost obsessively a little bit. And... You know, there was one that he was called offsides uh, for a, a point-blank shot of, of Ricochet that went right at the keeper as well. And I know maybe that's a little bit of ball doesn't lie, but then when you combine that with some of the, the look of some of those passes he was making, that it's almost like he's he's lost confidence and he's like almost got the yips at the moment. And that that makes me nervous, and I'm more than ready for Polito to get out there. Okay, so going back to crosses you mentioned, we had 12 crosses last night. We had 30 against Portland. Um, and we had a lot more shots against Colorado, a lot of them outside of the box. So what does that tell us about those two different games? What does that tell you? Tell us. Why don't you tell us? No, I'm asking you guys. So Portland scored early and packed it in. Oh, and yeah. Portland, by and large, likes to play compact counterattacking football. So or soccer. So once Portland's got a lead, you know, they've got Williamson and Chara in a double pivot sitting right in front of their back line. And so it's really tough to get anywhere in the middle of the box. The Colorado game was pretty open. They were playing very direct long balls over yeah. the top and were stretching us part. And that partly led to them getting sucked in over the top too. And, you know, it was just a much more open game. It's kind of how, you know, kind of how I saw it. David, you mentioned no Johnny, and I will run down the entire lineup and tell you guys what is wrong with every single player if you want me to. <laughs> let's do it. But uh, start with the subs. But no, let, let's look at right that the position that it seems to me that is what we are missing the most. The most part, I know we need a center back. That's been addressed. That's coming. But the attack is the one thing we weren't worried about this year. I thought right that we were supposed to be able to create stuff, and without Johnny out there, it is not looking good. So. I think everyone was pleased to see Janice get a go instead of Kyrie. Um, but I'm not sure how well it worked out. Where are you guys at with, with Janice versus Kyrie on the right wing? Can I say something else before we go there? Sure. Okay, back to what we were talking about. So Tommy and Agata, if you look at the player positions on whoscored.com, we're just about on top of each other all night playing a lot of the similar spaces. And again, Tommy playing on that left over there with Shallowy, Shallowy. Actually tucked in and played a little more defensively, if you saw that. But um, that's the thing I think that was taken away from Agata as well, is that Tommy and him were in a lot of the similar spaces trying to attack into, and they just weren't able to work out how to work together because it was more of a 4-4-2 attack last night well, than it was, was a 4-3-3. Three, three. And Vermees was, was yelling instructions and positions for yeah. Agata the entire game. Yeah. So before we move on to something else, I just want to ponder a very negative question. 
You okay. were, were talking about a Gata last year, and you were worried about you know people would learn him and stuff like that. And nobody did over that however many games he was playing, which they should have been able to adapt to him. So it, it, they kept the scoring going with him. Did Sporting train the goodness out of Agata and Tommy in preseason? You know, that's not a bad point actually. Because train the goodness out of them. Yeah, it probably wasn't the best grammar. <laughs> Too much but into the system is what you mean. Yeah, because yeah. they were just they were just having to play kind of naturally last year because they didn't have a lot of time to adapt right. and learn, and there was a lot of games and and all that. So there wasn't as much training time. But with right. a full preseason, did the system basically change them to being less effective? Now nah, Tommy's it's a possibility. Tommy's Tommy's fine. He just needed one other person with some creativity on the field to help him out last night. Are you not pleased with Tommy? Well, I'm not pleased with anybody. Yeah. I mean, at the moment, let's just say I'm not, I'm not in the panic mode of, oh, they're going to be terrible all season because things change. One player getting into the lineup versus another, you know, Remy starting at the eight instead of the six when, Emmanuel Rodoya, or however you say that. That was good. Very yeah, good. That was confident. Well done. Confident. Uh, when he gets in there, who knows what that's going to change. Also, you know, Johnny getting back on the field, what uh, the new center back, a little more confidence there. Who knows what changes everything. And no team basically goes through all 34 games the same way all year. So lots of things. I don't want to say I'm like panicking, like, oh, they're going to be terrible all year. But I do want to see some improvement in the next the next game, the next game after that. So to connect the Russell thing, so what Colorado was doing a lot was attacking our left side, Sweat and Fontes, and then switching it to the left side once they pulled our defense that side, okay? We do a similar thing, but Johnny's and Shelton have not been very effective on that right side in breaking down those advantages. So... I think Russell is definitely going to help that when he comes back. But it could, could be a couple of weeks. Janice or Kyrie? Duke. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually going to say Kyrie. Cam got out there last night. All right. You Robert, do. get out. <laughs> <laughs> okay. If it, if it is a choice between Kyrie or Janice right now, the way the first two games went, I would side with Robert. Get out. Get out. I might, I might also. All of you, get out. Get out of my house. Here's my question. He, Why? Jonis can't even stand up. He can't right. even stand on the field without falling over. Well, several people had that problem. Jonis is night. clearly better on the ball. Clearly. Yes. But I think the simple way that Shelton plays gets Zuzi a little more involved. So I think that's a factor. So we subbed Kyrie in with about 20 minutes left in the game last night. And he promptly sucked. <laughs> His, he was his first worst. two touches were a whore. <laughs> he, his first touch was not a touch. He chose to not he touch was Kyrie Shelton. And then and his first first touch was just terrible. And at one point, he got the ball as we broke forward, and he had three runners to pick from, and instead stopped, turned sideways, dribbled to the middle of the field, and passed it backwards. Okay, he, so is that better than Johnny's taking the ball and dribbling and dribbling and everybody watching him dribble and then lose the ball? Dancing around it, <laughs> legs moving faster than his brain is working. Yes, I would okay. rather have Janis because okay. one, he's more interested in attacking. He's more interested in actually doing something with the ball. Two, he's not a less capable or less willing defender than Kyrie is. 
And yeah, sometimes you just got to try shit. Well, what Johnny's needs is a run of games. Right. Is what he needs. Yeah. Well, and, and that was my point about Russell coming back. We know what Johnny Russell is. We know he's good. The problem with this team is that, and, and the problem we had last year was that when we didn't have our DPs, we were really bad. Other teams can rotate. You can take out one good player and still be effective. LAFC is better with Carlos Vela, but they can win if he doesn't play. They can't win if he misses every game, but they can win if he rotates out. They didn't win often when Ilya wasn't there, though. Well, that just hurts my heart. Um, that's, that's what I'm here for. But, you know, we, we need to be able to have capable backups. Okay, And yes. we know what Kyrie is. Here's the thing. But and somebody said on the match three. thread last night, somebody said on the match thread last night, Kyrie's best trait is that he's tall. Except he's bad at being tall. Yeah. Because he can't he's win headers. Good at that. He's not good at, at winning hey, balls in the air. I'll sit here and criticize Kyrie with you all day. He's awful. He's <laughs> absolutely awful. He's the worst player I've ever watched play. I'm not being hyperbolic. He's literally <laughs> oh, the worst player. Oh, I think player. you are. Yes. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. I give me we're gonna play a game later with with Cody where I'm just going to name people who may or may not have played for sporting in the oh, past. No. And I would take every single one of them over Kyrie. Every single one. I would take half the trialists we've had in preseason because at least maybe Yuri, it'll get figured out. Yeah. I'd rather have Yuri. I would because they are equally as likely to not score. I understand the point about people not people being over the injury excuses. And David, you mentioned LAFC can win games without Vela. But that's one player. I, it's, is, it, is it an excuse or is it just a fact to mention that Sporting Kansas City were missing their three best players? Like, it, that, that's one... I'm frustrated by the team. You know, they, I, I thought they, uh, you know, they didn't do the things I, would, I want my team to normally do in that game last night. I, I'm frustrated that Kyrie's still playing. You know, individual players are frustrating me, all these things. But I'm not, like, t- throwing my hands up at the, the the whole organization that the season's done. We have three of our best players are going to be returning to the field soon. Well, so I think there's two separate criticisms, right? There's there's your game criticism. How was the game managed? How was the game itself played? And then there's your organizational criticism. I think there is a very valid criticism that this team does not have meaningful depth. Like at, have, at this point, yeah, after you lose your three best players, it is easy to say well, they have no depth. We, we have, have no depth. We have no depth on the back line. And like, and yeah, you know, no team in this league. Another key injury. No team means. in this league can thrive missing de- all of their designated players. And every team's ceiling lowers if they miss one designated player. Right. But you look at other organizations and they've got better backups than we have. Right, I'm not expecting Marino Shonis to be as good as Johnny Russell. I'm not expecting Kyrie Shelton, I mean, to be anything. But, but other teams have backups who are more capable. And that one, that specific example, is maybe a swing and a miss. Like it's not that they didn't, um, the organization didn't try to. I mean, that they spent significant funds on a U22 designated player, and yeah, maybe he's not. Maybe he's not working out. I will go even deeper, David, um, and along the same lines. You can run, in my mind, run out Felipe Hernandez and Cam Duke three, four, five years from now, and they'll be the same player they are now, in my opinion. I'm, I am I exactly the same I spot. don't see that they have 
anything more than an average soccer player. In this, my opinion. this is what I, I said last year. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Another one. I'll take another victory lap. I lapse. said this about Juan Cousin years ago, and everybody kind of doubted what I said, and Sporting got rid of him. But I just don't see it. That's not quality depth in my mind. It's players who can be on the field and do okay. I'm glad I, I wanted to talk about this because we asked the question of who we should bring back after last season. And I mentioned I would be okay if Felipe didn't come back. And I got, to, I got thrown to bits for that one as well. And the two of them, we talk about Seattle's midfield all the time. We look at some of these other teams, we're on, they're on another level. And I think Felipe being in the mix is part of the reason why we look at our midfield and see other teams that are just infinitely ahead of us. And why is Jake Davis still on the team? He still never plays. I mean, he's a homegrown, so it <laughs> looks of, good. <laughs> it doesn't, the money doesn't count, right? Right, right, I, right. And, and that's, yeah. and that's the benefit for a guy like Felipe, right? Is I think Felipe yeah, does, if you look at it that it, way, yeah. if you have a homegrown who is replacement level, that's yeah. fine right. because he hits the salary budget differently. Sure. He doesn't take up an international spot and you're not expecting him to go be a starter for 34 games, but no. he's the guy that can sub in and get you minutes or he can rotate out. So I see a value in a guy like Felipe, knowing that he's never going to be a megastar. Right. If you look at it in economic sense. Serviceable sure. MLS player, I guess, right. is, where, it, is where he could yeah. be. But Which, that, you can't have a, line, a full roster of guys who are starters. I mean, that's no, but just the point is quality backups, where we started this which, whole discussion. Which I think Felipe is a quality backup. Well, yes, right. you're he, right. But I, I'm just, I think maybe the feeling I have, or the reason I say this, is because five years ago, it wasn't we're hoping he's a serviceable player. It was we hope he's the the, the solution at, in the midfield for the next decade. So what's a quality backup? A guy who comes in, you think, oh, he's going to really help us drive the game forward and score. I don't get that feeling with Felipe or Cam Duke. What's a quality uh, backup? Well, I think quality backup is, to me, the term means somebody who is not the starter, somebody who comes in to replace a guy who's injured or has to rest or whatever, okay, and you don't lose very much. Because if, if they're the guy who's going to drive a game, they're the starter. Okay, well, let's look at Graham Zuzzi and Caden Pierre. And this maybe this is an exception to the rule. But Caden Pierre brings something more to right back and, in a sense, elevates it from a different way that Zuzzi does when he comes in. To well, me, that's a quality On the offensive backup. end. Yeah, I mean, he's no. going to grow defensively, too. Less but I think that's a quality backup situation. I think he's a quality backup. He brings something different than Zussi. I don't think yeah. he brings something that elevates over Zussi right now. And I know, I mean, I'll get Certain some arguments. aspects, there. I think he does. And I think the terminology, I think we're just a little going to be arguing about the terminology. When you say elevate, that's somebody who's better. He's not better than Zussi. He's, I mean... Let's say that may remain to be seen this year, but in last year he was definitely not better than Zuzi. He has certain faster. aspects. He is. He's faster. Yeah, but that's just certain aspects. I mean, you, you could is probably Hernandez list twenty better different than traits. anybody in any sense in my mind? No. Nope. Right now, than Roger, I would say. Roger, they're, and ah. they're functionally the same player, right? Except Felipe's legs aren't going to fall off at the fifty-fifth minute. <laughs> but here's here's Roger's a better that, passer. Is he? Yeah. yeah, is at he? times yeah. he spreads the ball better around the field. Sure, this year and, and these two and, and, has and, a, and the game against Portland and the, and the game last night is he? I, I saw at least one good pass from Roger last night that split the line, sent somebody on a run. The to to Thad's point, 
And this was, I think, a big frustration for me last year was I understand Vermees will run out the best guys to win every match, regardless of where we are, right. like whether we're in it or not. And that because of MLS playoffs, letting almost everybody in, we technically could have gotten to the playoffs with a good run last year. But in a lost season, we kept trotting out our mid-30s players, dudes who are older than me, and did not get meaningful minutes for Felipe and Caden Pierre. Like, they got some minutes, but in a lost season, play Caden. It wasn't lost. They they only got eliminated on the final day of the season, and that was in a mix of, like, six teams within two points of each other. But, like, last year was a lost season. It clearly wasn't. Like... It wasn't until the last couple of games. It clearly wasn't. I mean, the, sure. the last game. Wasn't it the last game or the week before the last game? I think it was the week before, but it, it, whichever. It doesn't – It they were in it until yeah. the, the near the end, but only because two guys came in and played and elevated the team. Right. Elevated. Okay, just to throw this out for again. fun, Espinosa's pass percentage was 68.6. Hernandez was 50 in much shorter time, but I just want to throw that out there just for fun. <laughs> Point for Cody. I mean – Sample size. <laughs> I, know, I know, like I know, I know. I just throw it out there for really, fun. <laughs> but but I, the the other thing, and we can move on. But the other thing was, Cody, you said you know maybe maybe Jean is a miss. I'm I, not I willing know. to give up on Jean. No, I, I yeah I didn't I want mean him, that. But but I think it, it brings up an interesting point though. Right. You know, again, I we've talked about roster mechanisms and roster building, and you get three U twenty twos. They hit the budget differently, but they are. Investment players, the whole point of it is to spend money to flip them and make money, but also to get guys that are useful. And like LAFC <laughs> brought in uh, Jovalich, who is splits time with Chicharito, and he's banging in goals. Um, yeah, LAFC has Cifuentes, who's going to get sold to the English Premier League. We've got Janice, who doesn't play. We've got Volader, who looks like a huge miss. And we've got Ndenbe, who was playing and lost his job to Ben Sweat. And now we brought in another dude. Ndenbe's and hurt. Like, I know, but but we... What is Ndenbe's role this year? We don't know, because he's hurt. But we spent money to get Tim Leibold. And he lost his job last year to Ben Sweat. So is he second or is he third? Either way, we spent how much on a transfer fee and how much in a salary outlay for a guy who's not going to play. It's a miss. No, I mean, I, I think they brought in... Libel, I, was Libel a lot of money? I, I don't think that was necessarily like a major signing. I think they saw they, well, he was, he was they weren't freak. confident in Ben Sweat, and so they have one one player he in was Logan a freak, and Dembe. What seven hundred thousand in salary? Yeah. Right. Like so then they got in. They got another. They got another left back. We needed two. They don't like Ben Sweat. They so it was Ben Sweat and Logan and Denbe, mm-hmm. and then Denbe got hurt. And so now there's three on the roster. We just go back to our sponsor this session. For this <laughs> left back tenth agency. Hey, Volader was better last night. Much better with his feet than he was the first game, yeah. which was improvement. But he, he was he's a guy who I, I'm not giving up on Robbie in any way, shape, or form. No. I think he's got a lot of potential, and he's probably better as the left side guy than the right side guy, because yeah. we saw that with Fontas when he was on the right side. With Beasler, he really kind of sucked, and when he was on the left side, he. Opinions may vary. People still think he sucks because he's slow, but he was way, way better. Um, I think Robbie playing that left side role when they have somebody on the right that they trust more, being the new guy, um, right. Danny Rosero, or you know maybe even one of the other guys. Uh, Cass- do, you, do you hear Miola and uh, 
who Katie last night, from the feeling we got is the minute that Rosero is available, he will be on the field. (laughs) (laughs) Which I I don't really doubt. Yeah. Uh, But we have to see. I mean, Peter isn't always one that will throw somebody in the minute they're there. But And the problem with Ben Sweat is he's not a good one-on-one or tactical defender. Right. Yeah, he's just beaten too easily. Now he's great going forward, quite honestly. He's better than Logan is, actually, in the time that we saw him last Mm -hmm. year. But they do sometimes. Yeah, me, yeah, it's it's an arguable point, but we, I do think that Leibold will have that spot shortly, and whether what happens after that, who knows? Um, I'm so actually kind of surprised Leibold didn't start already, but we'll see about that Saturday night. Um, you know, it, it, and back to an earlier thing you said, like I think a statement was our back line is terrible. I don't think it's terrible. I think it has a major hole right now, and that's at center back. With a replacement guy coming in, if Courtney Ford had been there, I think this would be a completely different story right now about how those first games would have went, at least as far as the shambolic defending in the first 15 minutes of each game. Our midfield defending in this game was not near as good as it was last week, and that may have something to do with the game, like you said, David, being more wide open. Right. Um, but uh, Eric Tommy is the wild card out there. He doesn't play a whole lot of defense. So, I mean, that's a situation in the midfield that I don't know when Rodoha comes in and Walter's up at the eight, how that's going to change. But he doesn't play a whole lot of defense and he doesn't It has to improve. It well. has to be better at that point. Yeah. Done it. Can, can we find Roger, or Robert for that? Rodoha? Yeah, I was, I was going to let that oh, one slide. Sorry. You're lucky. We're, we're out of preseason. <laughs> Go we'll ahead and find fine. Me. The only way I can even get close is if I say the whole thing and like, Nemanja Rodoya. Yeah, it's there you go. Just uh, half. We'll put it on a credit. We're doing a, we'll have a tab. Do we have a, Ooh, he brought we have a little machine. Can, cash. We need like one we can just tap. Like we need to be able to just tap our credit cards. John Pulskamp, David. I mean, was the best player for us last night. And as great as a lot of his shot stopping was, he, there were some problematic things from him too. Thank you for saying that. Um, I saw some people online last night talking about him not commanding the box on crosses. Yep. Um, I'm worried about his distribution with his feet, and he just hoofing balls out of bounds. Oh, what are you talking about? He was the best connection to our striker of any other player was the keeper. <laughs> uh, I, as as good as he was at the last two games at stopping some, some shots, and he was great, um, I can see a world in which Timmy comes back and takes the job back. Yeah, see, I thought I was going to be – uh, like hating on another player here and all of you were in support of him hard on that one. No, he, the shot stopping, you're right. Like he has these moments where you can see why everyone loves him, why he has all of this potential, but it's still, it's just, I don't feel genuinely don't feel safe with him at keeper. It just feels like teams know that there's something there to knock at, like to put him under pressure and, you, if you keep whipping balls into the box right in that danger area, just out of reach, then he, he's going to get tested a lot. And, yeah, it makes me nervous in all of those moments. A 67.9 pass completion rate from a goalkeeper is not great. No. Uh, I think part of that is being on the road and knowing how they pressure, but they were uh, doing lots of the just kick it long out of the goal kicks. But 
I'm not in the anti-John thing by any means. The, I'm not. I'm not anti-John. Oh, you are too. Um, I like Big You're Bear. anti-keeper. I like, yeah, there you go. Yes. Yes, I am anti-keeper, Your Honor. <laughs> <laughs> you know, to fix the game of soccer in America, just get rid of the goalkeepers. Yes. There'd be a lot more scoring. <laughs> yes. Why does one guy get to use his hands anyway? What are we doing? How did someone come up with that? Or just have two keepers. <laughs> Ooh. And get in each other's way. And so there'd be a lot more head injuries. It'll, it'll be interesting to see, you know, Tim or when, for, when Tim first started playing for sporting, he was a shot stopper who was not great with his feet and he really improved. <laughs> that's a good point. Right. He really improved. So I do think and he was older kid, than John is now by that's the other thing. John's yes, but not 21. Not many humans on the planet have, have the discipline that Tim Melia does. I think what will be interesting to see is, you know, Last year before Tim got hurt, his shot stopping took a step back. It did. Um, was that was that a one-time thing? Is that an aberration? Or is he starting, is Father Time starting to catch up to him? But is a worse shot stopping Timmy, but better with his feet, better at distribution, more committing of the box, maybe a better communicator, is that better than Pools Camp, who might be better at making saves, but worse at the other things? So, so okay, Tim last year when he was at his best versus John right now, who do you start? Tim. I Tim think you're being a freaking hypocrite. Tim wasn't at his you're best. You're the one that's calling for all these other guys to play. I was when they're not as good, it. Pierre, Johnny, yeah. et cetera. <laughs> I was just and, about to do And this. you're now saying it's the opposite for Tim and John. Why is that? Why do you have a what do you have against Big Bear? Yeah, man? what happened to <laughs> what happened? Instead of playing the best players every game, it's a throwaway season. Let's play the let's play the kids, right? Well, this isn't a throwaway season. We've played two games, <laughs> so I think you Tim, were the one saying that. I think Tim is a better player than John. I think John has potential to be very good. I think and he needs Tim, games, and he does. I think when At Tim this comes level. back, I would play Tim, and I and and how this correlates to all the other players is. If Johnny's healthy, Johnny should play over every other winger because he is that much better than everybody else. If Johnny was not healthy, then I would rather see Johnny's play over Kyrie. Roger should not be starting. And so I would rather see Felipe play over Roger and Roger be a sub, but neither one is supposed to be a starter on this team. That's supposed to be Remy's spot. So... It's very easy to reconcile all these things. I'm not a hypocrite. <laughs> You're not going to twist me to a pretzel in this intellectually. Lawyered. Thaddeus. The point is that these things are cumulative. I think I already did. I made you defend it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you have a better left back or better center back distributor than we currently do, um, your goalkeeper becomes a better distributor. If you have a better holding midfielder who can receive and distribute, we have a better goalkeeper that distributes because of all those multiple effects. And if you have two guys that are supposed to be playing center back in their correct positions, right. everything gets better. That's it. This is a, it, everything is a knock on effect, a waterfall of, yeah. of little issues that go across that, which just killed the team last year. I think it's still hurting the team right now with the various injuries and guys not being where they're supposed to be, et cetera, but it should be better this year than it is. And we'll see if it's going to be better when they get, a. this could be very much a situation that in the next game, Willie puts in a goal and all of a sudden everything goes, oh, everybody can shoot now. Well, I have we've seen that happen before. We've seen it also just stay terrible. Well, I have to throw this out here. People getting despondent about sporting is as off point as people getting so excited about St. Louis City is. Completely agree. They suck. 
Oh, we're some St. Louis haters here for sure. Piss off. <laughs> sure, they look, whatever. They got their good, they got a good video of their TIFO. Everyone in the stadium held up a sign. Good job. Yeah, their pizza still sucks. <laughs> you still have Uno's pizza. I like Emo's pizza, but I, I do kind of jokingly oh, call them the St. Louis square cuts. I, <laughs> I thought it was Emo's. It is Emo's. Yeah. Okay. Did you called it Uno's? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, it's not worth knowing. I disrespected yeah. its name. All right. Hey, I'm glad St. Louis is in the league, but, and I want them to do okay. But oh, come on, I people. They have no, one I, goal from open play. Come on. I want justice lucky. for Sacramento. It, a lot of expansion teams either terribly suck at the beginning or have a lot of run of luck at the beginning, and they're, they're having that run of luck right now. Major. Two, uh, two gifted goals, two penalties, and an own goal. One penalty. The, yeah, they, and then being, one horribly defensive play on one of their goals. All right, let's move on. LA Galaxy, next week, Saturday. Galaxy got pounded. Home opener. Got pounded by Dallas last night. Their U22 scored a goal to start things, and then they gave up three. I, I saw they got a, a lead at the beginning. I didn't see that final score, though. 3-1. Yeah. Is 3-1 a pounding? Uh... If you were to watch the second half, LA was not. They weren't in it. They were a playoff team last year. They didn't lose a whole lot. They've got, they've got talent, and they have a good coach. Ricky Pig. Somehow have Ricky Poosh. <laughs> um, Hell of a player. Somehow have him. Uh, they got him in as not a DP last year. I think he's a DP this year. Yes. Um, they've got, I mean, they've got attacking talent. They've got some guys in the midfield who are really good. Because we know Galaxy know how to manipulate a contract. They very <laughs> much do. Um, but I think they're pretty suspect at the back. I think they're going to struggle to keep the ball out of the net this year. And this is a perfect match for sporting. And LA just signed a new back, didn't they? Did he play at all? Asking questions he doesn't have answers doesn't to. Doesn't look like it. That's right. So will we see Nemanja Verdoya? I, I think so. we see him. I just don't know where it'll be on the bench. Will, will he be on the pitch? Not just, I mean, we might see him in the stands. Will, will he actually play? <laughs> will he be available to play? Yeah, I don't know. What was I, his I thought he would at least week? be healthy scratch. I thought he would at least be on the bench this game uh, over somebody who we knew probably wouldn't come in unless there was a major injury, but he wasn't. And I don't know why I've seen him in practice last week and he looked fine. Uh, so maybe it's just to, you know, got to get him up to speed. He's, I, I don't know. I was hoping he would, we'd see him at least a little bit. Still no Johnny, at least as far as we know, right? We're not expecting him. No. It, last thing from Vermees was not three months. Yeah, they won't put him on the field until he's fully ready to go. Um, what about Polito? We're going to see Polito off the bench, his glorious return in the home opener. I would not be I like surprised. The idea. Um, it was really good to see him in practice last week, but he wasn't necessarily very impressive in practice last week. <laughs> um, you know, you, you see Polito doing Polito things, but just not as good as Polito. Cody, I think we should play a game. Based upon uh, a question we'd had in the last pod, David has come up with a game that he wants to challenge you with. David? I don't like where this is going. So, Cody. <laughs> Do you feel attacked, Cody? This game is called Current, Former, Neither. And I'm going to read to you a name. 
So this is, you guys are just, you're making fun of my forgetting of former and current players. <laughs> this, is, this is what you're poking at here? Yes. Yes. Okay. We would never do that. So okay. I'm yes. gonna name I'm gonna name a player. By the and way, you I have tell me to do with this is this Cody. is this thing, <laughs> okay? Thank you, Robert. Is this SKC two players? No. Okay. Good. So I, I had mean, nothing well, to do with this either. Well, here's the thing. I'm gonna name you a person, and you tell me if they are currently on the roster, if they were formerly on the roster, or if they have never been on the roster. Are they all real people? Yes, they are. Okay. I'm gonna be better at this than you think. Okay, you ready to start? I, and I want to like challenge myself to know this too. Obviously. Me too. Me too. Okay. Well, we're you all two will this. do just fine. We're gonna start easy. I am. Do old. we need some music? Should I find music we're, for this? We're gonna start easy. Roger Espinoza. <laughs> Roger currently plays for this team. Okay. Good job. Okay. So we've got to ease you into it. He's also a former Boom. player. Chris That's Klein. True. Chris Klein formerly played for the Wizards. Good job. Okay. He's did you well. notice Miola calling the team the Wizards last oh. night pretty often? <laughs> anyway. He did, really? I didn't hear that. This game's going to get, this is going to get rough, though. James Milner. No, James Milner did not play for Sporting Kansas City. Who do you play for? My citizens, baby. <laughs> Boring James Milner, one of my favorite players. Jorge Claros. That is a no. Never played for Sporting? Is that your answer? <laughs> that is, that's my final answer. Wrong. Wrong. <laughs> what era? Who, where, when, I know that name. I just. 2014. Yeah. Not that, not that long ago. He it's was. It's Claros, uh, right? I think you said his name wrong. That's why I got that. Honduran <laughs> <laughs> okay. national team player sucked for sporting. Ozzy Cisneros. <laughs> Ozzy is a player for this. T- Wait. It's something other Cisneros. No, it's okay, Ozzy well, Cisneros. Also, well, there's two. I've got two Cisneros. Juan, Cisner- Juan Cisneros or Ozzy Cisneros? Which one plays for sporting? Juan is a contributor to the Blue <laughs> Testament. <laughs> Ozzy is a current player. Doesn't he play for Sporting KC too? Or he's just another Jake Davis that sits on the bench and doesn't do anything? He's a homegrown who okay. played one game doesn't last year. Doesn't take up much room okay. on the salary. But he was, he was hurt in the stupid League Cup game yeah. or whatever that was. Antonio Dovale. Ooh, Tony DeValle, one of my all-time favorites. Yeah, that was a Sporting KC player. Didn't not hear very long. No, but Cody was a, a, a Tony DeValle stan. Yes, yeah, so okay. I was. A, I was a stan. Do you know where he is now? He's still playing. Uh, he's got to be in like La Liga Two or something like that. He's in like the Spanish Fourth Division. Yeah, <laughs> for like some team I've never heard of. Okay. Well, you did better than I expected. Yes, I that survived those. I was getting really nervous. You could have made that much harder I on me. I could have made that much, much harder. <laughs> you should have made that much harder. I mean, I, really, the, his major miss was Jorge Claros. Yeah, I feel I, like I, others will get that one wrong. Bad, though. Sony Mustavar. Sony Mustavar, I remember him. Didn't play much. He was uh, a starter for a full season. Yeah, he played a lot. He did the whole season he did. He was a left back, right back. Defensive mid. Six. No. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's right. He was one of the those that didn't work out there in the six. Actually, he played pretty well. He was uh, he was much more of a destroyer six than a... Uh, right, but it was it was in that period in, after Uri. Yes. Where we could never find someone until... How about, how about Stefan Alvarez? Okay, no, I, the game is done. I won this <laughs> oh, round. Oh, I was going to throw out some Save myself. It for yeah, no, I you think just, pile on. Pile you can't just pile on because I did well. You can destroy me another time, okay? Tommy Fox. I'm not playing the game. That's for the no, next keep, round. Keep going. 
I nailed it. I did well. Eric Kronberg. Kronberg was a player here. That was a keeper. Ooh, you know what his nice. nickname was? Chronic. Uh, yes. Federico Bassone. I'm done with this game. <laughs> Hold on. No, Smart this is a good one. Federico Bassone. I'm done with this game. I don't know the answer to that one. Smart <laughs> Has just been sent off. Some part of strong and bold comes off my fun buttings. Got me drinking. My fun buttings got me drinking. My foot buttings got me drinking. Give me real whiskey, one or gin. Anything to shake this foot I'm in. My fun buttings got me drinking. Drink